This is IT Visionaries, your number one source for actionable insights and exclusive interviews with CIOs, CTOs, and CISOs, and many more. I'm your host, Albert Chow, a former CIO, former sales VP, and now podcast host. We are not the first graph database in the market. We are the new generation graph database. So all of our customers, they tried other things, right? If Oracle worked, if MongoDB worked, if other distributed SQL database worked, if early generation graph database worked, nobody would buy Tiger Graph. So they choose Tiger Graph because we created something nobody had before in the world, right? We created the first fully distributed high-performance graph database. So as companies rely more heavily on analytics to draw insights, how can they be sure that they're even getting the most of their data? How do they know the relationship inside of data? Dr. Yu Shu is the CEO of TigerGraph, a graph analytics software company that has created the industry's first distributed native graph database. Prior to founding the company, Dr. Shu gained valuable engineering experience at major operations like Twitter, Teradata, and IBM. Tune in to hear him explain how the development process behind TigerGraph led to breakthrough technology and why it's reshaping the way businesses approach, analyze, and act upon their data. Dr. Shu, welcome to the show. Thank you, Albert. Listen, we're pumped to have you. You are clearly an expert in something I don't think too many people know about. So I think we got to start there, which is what in the world is a native parallel graph database? Yeah, that's a great question. We invented native parallel graph database technology. Basically, before Tiger Graph, nobody worked out a distributed graph database. We are the first company that created a fully distributed high-performance graph databases. Uh, native means we build everything from the ground up, from scratch, to optimize everything for graph data storage, graph data compression, memory allocation, CPU computation for graph data, and graph analytics. Parallel uh, is more than distributed, right? We, we can use many machines to do big data analytics, but also even on a single machine, we can use many CPUs, many CPU cores to do parallel processing to improve query performance and uh, do a lot of complex analytics. Otherwise, you would not be able to do it if uh, not doing parallel processing. Okay. So we're really excited. We are the first company that made the bigger breakthrough uh, in distributed and the parallel graph processing. So give me an idea of what it's been able to unlock because... You know, I think this is best told through an example. Like, hey, in the past, give me a data set that maybe just couldn't get computed. It would take too many resources, maybe uh, too much infrastructure to, to figure out the answer. And then now if we have a parallel graph database, it can handle that that computation. Do you have any examples like that? Yeah, I can give you two simple examples, right? So the first one is actually probably one of the most famous and the most profitable graph um algorithms called a page rank from Google, right? Okay. Before Google, the many search engines, Google was not the first search engine, right? But Google used a graph algorithm called a page rank to rank each website, each content. So when you search on Google, they give you the best recommendation, right? But the power really come from the graph analytics. So they have to look at how web pages link to each other, how important each website is, right? So they have yeah. to do this computation 
each iteration after iteration. Before Google had their own internal graph process system, no, nobody could do this type of work, right? So that's why Google become the dominant winner in search engine, right? Because they take advantage of the graph, uh, graph engine they, they build in-house. The second example is about the money transfer, right? Think about it just one table. Person A transfer money to person B at this location and, uh, you know, transfer this amount of money, right? A simple table, everybody can understand. Now you want to say, as a really bad guys, professional group doing money laundry, right? So if we want to use traditional databases like a relational database, you have to do what, what is called self-joins. You want to say if a person A send money to B, B send to C, C send to D, and then maybe many other accounts also do similar transfer through a few steps. Then a lot of mo people transfer money finally to one account or two accounts, right? So that could be a sign of money laundering. So with traditional database, you cannot do this. You, mm. you take your weeks to finish your, you know, a, a report. Sometimes you cannot even finish because you don't know the pattern, right? It's also related to machine learning, AI, because you don't know how people are doing the money transfer through how many steps. So where, this is where graph can be the right, really the best tool. Uh, it's not just about the performance. It's also about, you know, if even you can write, a, you know, a graph algorithm to solve the problem, right? With the relational base, you cannot even write a SQL query to solve this anti-money laundry problem. Okay. This is, I feel like I understand what you're saying. So let's, let's double check my knowledge. Cause I'm going to speak for people who maybe don't know what you're talking about. You can correct me if I'm wrong. All right. So a traditional database is going to contain, let's say single records of structured unstructured data. You can query it. It can find a record or a group of records. No problem. But where it does not and where it does break down is it doesn't understand how the data is in relation to other data inside the same database or across data across databases. And so that's why you used your example of PageRank, which is actually trying to measure not what a single row or record of a website is, but what all the other rows and websites say about this single record, which is what how they created the PageRank. Similarly to your money laundering example, if you were to look at a database of transactions, it's very hard to tell the relationship between transaction, the record on line one and the record on line one billion. But uh. Graph, parallel graph database is actually tracking and measuring the relationship between the actual rows of data to tell you these are the things that are interconnected and therefore possibly you have money laundering. Did I explain that correctly? Actually, yes. You explained it really well. And uh, graph analytics is really about the relationship, discovery, pattern match. You're right. Traditional database uh, are really good in storing data and getting them back, right? But if you want to connect the data points, get insights, that's where graph database can do the best job for you. All right. So I need to call my university and they need to hit me up with a bachelor's at a minimum bachelor's. <laughs> I feel like it's a complex subject. When you think about what this does, you, you gave that prime example of, hey, it unlocked PageRank. Hey, it unlocked um, possibly for financial institutions to identify money laundering activities in a very, very quick way. Give us an idea of how much time 
this cuts off because I think you mentioned it earlier, but like, why is the computational power so much faster and how much faster can it be? Because uh, you made a you made a comment about like, if you wanted to query a database to understand the relationship between financial transactions to see if a, a, a money laundering event was occurring, it would take, it sounds like a lot of time. And now you're saying yeah. this can happen instantly. Give us an idea of the difference and how much faster this accelerates information processing. Yeah. For example, one of our bigger customer is a Jaguar Land Rover. Okay. They're in the supply chain business, right? They're making really good costs, yeah? So uh, before Telegraph, took them more than two weeks to do a key supply chain planning job. With Telegraph, they cut down that time to about half an hour. So it's dramatic. Okay, wait, wait, two, two weeks to 30 minutes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and also keep this in mind. This is when your traditional database can do the job, right? But there are times your traditional database cannot even not do the job. For example, we have some of the biggest banks in the US as a bigger customer, right? Some of those bigger banks use Tiger Graph, Graph Analytics to detect fraud, to find how many type of groups customers they have. This is really related to machine learning and AI, right? Before Tiger Graph, they cannot even not do this job, right? So it's not just about the performance. Of course, the performance can change a lot of things, but also it's about Graph can help you to do things previously you cannot even get it done. So for a company, is this an infrastructure and software problem? Like, so the, the, you mentioned before, like, hey, you you might be on a specific database that doesn't even allow for this type of compute computation to occur. Therefore, you would need a product like Tiger Graph. I'm assuming it's a cloud-hosted software, like I have to mirror my database into Tiger Graph. Like, how does this work? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. So right now, people all understand one size does not fit all, right? Yeah. You customers choose the right database, mostly based on workload, based on the applications. So Tiger Graph, we are full uh, blown graph database, right? So it means if you want to get the performance and the advantage of a graph database like Tiger Graph, we need to get your data in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then we compress the data, we store relationships, actually as first class citizen. So that's why at the query time, we can be so much faster than transitional databases, right? Uh, and of course, our customer can stream in the data to Tiger Graph. So our database is always live, it's always up, up to date, right? And uh, we are in the cloud, yeah, but we also have bigger customer on prime. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, so how people, customer use graph, right? You, you, you are right, initially customer use graph for some small use cases, right? Yeah. For department use cases. It's very similar to the history of relational databases. When Oracle started, initially, you know, was used by HR department for payroll system, for inventory control system, right? But over time, people realized the power of a database and then relational database become a corporate level infrastructure, right? So we are seeing exactly the same thing is happening, happening to graph database. Uh, when we come out of stealth mode four years ago, uh, when our customer bought a tiger graph, they only bought a tiger graph because nobody else can do the job, right? Yeah. Not, not relational database, <laughs> not a documented database, not a distributed SQL database. So we started with one use cases, two use cases, like anti-money laundry, like fraud detection, like uh, real-time 
recommendation engine for e-commerce, right? But over the last couple of years, customers get a huge ROI, then they add more use cases, they add more data, then graph is becoming the central IT infrastructure for a lot of companies. For I'll give you an example, United Health Group uh, is one of the uh, largest health care company in the US. They're actually a Fortune 10, Fortune 10 uh, company, right? So they already built the largest healthcare graph in the world, right? They put more than 50 million patient data, a lot of doctor and hospital information, insurance claim information. They build a single uni unified patient graph, right? Then on top of that, they're building many, many applications. So they're really using Tiger Graph as the next generation data warehousing to power new applications, especially machine learning AI type of applications. That makes I mean, I'm looking at your, so what I've done is I've, as you're talking, I'm pulling up these stories and examples and I'm looking at your work history and I'm just kind of blown away that what I hung, I'm hanging on one thing that you just said. You mentioned just came out of stealth mode just four years ago and already all these enterprises, they were already encountering massive problems of which no data infrastructure, data uh, database infrastructure system, calculation system, AI system, whatever. They couldn't solve their problem. You could sack it to me. Right. And so they gave you a shot just because, like, no other, they've tried everything else. Nothing else works. So they said, Hey, doctor, give me your system. I want to try this out. Is that, that's how you got your first wave of customers just four years ago? Just like, Hey, they were already stuck. They couldn't figure out this solution. You came forward and said, This is mine. Exactly. You, you can imagine when we come out of stealth mode four years ago, really, Nobody wanted to use Tiger Graph. Nobody want, wanted to bet their career on a new startup, <laughs> a, a new product, right? And we are not the first graph database in the market. We are the new generation graph database, right? So all of our customers, they tried other things, right? If, you know, Oracle worked, if MongoDB worked, if other distributed SQL database worked, if early generation graph database worked, nobody would buy Tiger Graph, right? right. So they choose Tiger Graph because we, like I said, we're so proud. We created something nobody had before in the world, right? We created the first fully distributed high-performance graph database. So a lot of our customer before Tiger Graph uh, come out of status mode, they already love the graph concept, right? They're visionary. They understand the graph is really the, really match the business model, can really give the, them the business advantages, right? But the problem before Tiger Graph is that there was no enterprise level, high performance, distributed native graph database, right? So when we come out, our customer give us, give, a, give us a shot, like give us a chance <laughs> to, to prove that exactly yeah. like you mentioned. Of course, it's not an easy process because, you know, bigger companies have a lot of process, you know, yeah. they have need to do rigorous PO uh, proof of concept. For example, uh, if you listen to the talk from United Health Group, they look at a 30 plus company slash product. Wow. You know, before they cho choose Tiger Graph, they clearly rank 10 company product. Tiger Graph was ranked number one. It's not just number one. Number two cannot even do the job, right? If number two <laughs> can do the job, they're more famous, bigger than Tiger Graph, more established. They would not, not just choose Tiger Graph. So that's how we started four years ago. Of course, right now we focus uh, not just on performance scalability because we already is the absolute leader. Now we really focus more on easy to use yeah. for developers, for data scientists, and also business guys, right? Who don't want to be a graph algorithm expert. 
So we got to dive into that in just a moment, but I want to walk people through this timeline. So if we go on LinkedIn, we can see that you started the company and it looks like 2012, 2011 timeframe. 10 years ago. 10 years ago, right? And then, so then 2018 is when you go live. So for six years, you built this in stealth. I'm curious, uh, you know, you obviously have a lot of patents and you have a lot of uh, knowledge in the space. I'm curious, why do you think uh, the VCs or whatever funded you? Why did they fund this project? Because you, you know, you, you, they gave you a long runway, so they clearly knew that this is an opportunity. But you also mentioned many had failed before. So, what is it that you showed maybe way back in 2012 where they said, "Doctor Shu, I believe in you, man. I want to give you some money." <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think uh, first of all, I'm a database guy, right? I have been working on database for more than 20 years. That's my passion. That's also Probably the only thing I really know about, right? So, <laughs> I, I, so I, you know, like you mentioned, I did a PhD in database. I got many patents. I work at Teradata for many years in San Diego. Teradata, of course, is a leading enterprise-level data housing company before Snowflake, yeah. you know, becomes a dominant player in the cloud, right? So, uh, also, I work at Twitter. Uh, Twitter, of course, um, I joined the Twitter pre-IPO, and I left the quit, uh, quit the Twitter before my first year anniversary. So that gave people invest a lot of confidence, right? I'm, I'm really committed to the success of Tiger Graph. So back to the question, uh, yeah, it, it was a long journey, but building a database is super hard, right? Building a distributed graph database is even harder because nobody <laughs> made this happen before, right? So, uh, I, you know, I have the right background. I got the right team. So that's why for the first six years, we have to Makes the product work, right? We, we you know, we, we had some Peter holes, you know, Peter force, you know, we had some issues, you know, it's not never easy, right? But we worked with early customers. We tested a product. It's better tested. So take a lot of time to build a, a really good product. And also, like I mentioned, we, we didn't want to take any shortcut. We don't want to take, build a graph database on top, like, uh, Distribute the storage engine like a KYNL database, like Redish or MongoDB or other databases, right? Because we tried. We found that, you know, if you do the data loading, if you do the large scale graph analytics, performance is not, isn't, it cannot even meet our own internal, you know, expectation, right? Wow. So, okay. so we, we tried, right? So, so now <laughs> there's still startups, you know, they're under time pressure. Now they want to build a, a graph solution quickly on top of other, Distributed storage engine, but we tried many years ago, right? So we, we, we finally decide we want to do the right, do the right approach. Even takes time, right? So we choose C++. It's not easy to hire C++ experts, right? But it's, <laughs> the, but it's the best, uh, you know, program system, program engine, uh, program language. You know, if you look at the operating systems, major databases, they all build using C++, right? So, we did the hard work, you know, we make sure we punish your product. So that's why it take a lot of time to build a good product. I mean, so the, the people that were involved in Tiger Graph from the very beginning, the people that backed it, they had to know the opportunity in front of them because it sounds like, you know, Google clearly figured it out, but they also weren't providing that service to anybody. So we knew that people wanted that service and they must have, like you said, it was your building. So they, they definitely had some type of conference that said, hey, like, uh, you know, Dr. Shu and his team, they know how to get this done. You mentioned in the later answers that you're now really focused on making it easier, more accessible. And give us an idea of what that's been like, because 
one of the big challenges I've always found with really extremely intelligent people such as yourself is like you have a curse of knowledge, which is it's very hard for you to understand what I don't know. Like, and so, so you're trying to make this an easy system. People probably like, I don't even know how to use a parallel graph database. Um, so how do I use it more easily? Give us an idea of what that's been like. What kind of team members are you needing to hire? Who needs to be on your team to make sure those elements, ease of use elements come into play in the product? Yeah. Initially, even like four years ago, everybody at the telegraph is essentially an engineer, right? So <laughs> we, we, uh, we don't have, you, you, you know, sales, marketing, we don't even have like a product management, right? Because we're building new product, right? So we, we think from a developer's point of view because we are developers. We, yeah. so start work initially, right? So we created our own query language. We created our own visualization toolkit. So, but at one point we decided, yeah, we need to get a separate product management team. We need to get our customer you know, advisors, right? So I, I think initially we only focus on performance, scalability, because that's the only differentiation we have, right? When, again, we're not as a first graph database company, right? So we focus initially on performance, scalability. Then our customer also tell us, yeah, you, you, you're doing great in performance, scalability. I, I'm asking more team members, more <laughs> department to build more application on top of Tiger Graph. Now we have a problem, right? We need to train more people using your language. We need to get more people to understand the graph. Can you lower the bar, right? Can you make sure more people in my company can build applications or get advantages of using your graph product? How you can do this more quickly, right? You can still do innovation in terms of performance, scalability, but that's not a bottleneck anymore. We, you know, you you prove yourself yourself already, right? Yeah. So that's why about uh, uh, early this year we started a, a bigger change internally. We still do innovation in performance, scalability. We still, you know, doing a lot of patterns, but now the whole engineer team PM understand it's really about make a graph available for everybody, right? Not just for the best engineer teams in the largest companies. It's really about make a graph available for more developers, more data scientists, and more business users. So how has that process gone? Because I'm sure you had to recruit new talent because you mentioned before, just four years ago, Tiger Graph's all engineers. Everyone understands how to code the language. Everyone's more technical, right? So did you just reassign people and say, hey, you got to figure this out? Or did you go out and get some outside expertise? Like, hey, these these are these are some people that have a lot of skill and expertise in simplifying complex subjects. It's both, but mostly we had more external expertise, right? So we built a new dedicated team called the developer relationship team, right? So their goal is to think from the perspective of, of developers, right? So tell the engineers, PM, we have a gap in ease of use. We have a gap in this feature, right? So we, you know, we also built a dedicated team called the customer success management, right? Mm -hmm. So they're, they're not, not technical people, right? By, by training, but they understand the use cases. They talk to customer all the time. They understand the customer requirement. Then they translate the requirement to our engineering and the PM. So we, we build different teams so we can be more focused on customer success, be more focused on ease of use from a customer perspective. And from your perspective, how do you know? This is one of the things I always find fascinating by extremely technical founders, and I, I love understanding more about how you're thinking, is how do you know what success looks like in domains you're not familiar with? Uh, how do you go about measuring this? Because 
I've learned that it's very difficult to understand what you don't know. It's just, it just is. It's just very hard to know what is a good job when you don't know that domain. So here you are. You're clearly a brilliant data scientist. You understand databases. 26 patterns. We already hit all that. You got the company. It's working. You're, you mentioned a POC of 30 companies. You were the only one that could even do the job. Right? 29 companies couldn't even do the job. You, Tiger, Tiger Graph could do the job. How do you measure the people and the teams that you don't know about? How do you know what success looks like? You're right. That's one of my big, biggest challenges, right? <laughs> so uh, I think it's really about uh, learning every yeah. day, you know, look, look at the other successful founders and also listen to customer feedback and also get the advices from my, you know, some advisors, right, who I really trust, who have done this in the past. So it's always learning, not, <laughs> not easy. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Definitely it's, it's really one of the biggest challenges to a technical founder. Now, one of the things that also is true about a company like yours is that it's very difficult to predict what people are going to do with the new capabilities that you've unlocked. What are some of the use cases that people are, have done where you're just even surprised by? You're like, well, I didn't even think that we could do that. But here they are solving problems that you could have never even predicted existed. Uh, I have so many like data points to share. Initially, when I started, like, you know, my background is really in database. I, I have never worked in any other industry. Initially, I thought, you know, a major customer use cases would be around the social media, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> but it turns out that, you know, social media companies like, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, they all build their in-house solutions. They don't want to buy. <laughs> yeah. So, and other smaller social app companies are not doing really well. So, we build the best graph database, but our problem is to say where we can make the breakthrough in customer use cases, right? Mm -hmm. So actually one of the surprising, less surprise to me is the healthcare. Initially I thought, you know, healthcare is a really old industry, you know, uh, really conservative, right? They, they already figured out a lot of problems already, right? But uh, I mentioned the United, United Health Group use cases, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the application they, they, you know, in production, it's actually an application called the core center. If you talk about this core center, it's not that exciting, right? <laughs> you, you would think people already figured out many years ago. But it turns out they have so many applications. When a patient, when a, when a nurse make a phone call to, to the call center, yeah. they, they need to understand everything about the customer, right? Did you miss any appointment? What your upcoming appointment? Uh, you know, what treatment you have been have been through, right? Did mm -hmm. you get a good quality in comparison to other people, patients who are similar to you? So the, before Telegraph, the customer service representative had to open many applications, connect to different databases, get information, takes them a lot of time, right? It's not really good customer experience and also cost them a lot of money. Every minute they spend cost money, right? And also every extra money they spend with a patient you know, it's not a good experience because you have to ask a different question. You don't sound like, you know, you're doing the wonderful job for your customer. Yeah. So with the tech graph, they build a single unified uh, healthcare graph where anybody calls in, they know everything about you from last year, this week, you know, what medicine you, you took, you know, family doctor history, you know, anything, you know. So they give, give it the best customer experience. They can also recommend you immediately are you actually get, getting a really good quality treatment by looking at the patient who are similar to you, right? So that's machine learning, that's AI. That's really a, what they call the real-time care path recommendation, right? 
So that, that use case was really amazing to me because it's an old industry, it's an old use case, but it has so much social impact because we all can relate to healthcare problems, right? So that's the first time I really think, you know, Graph can really help our customer to improve the world, right? So that, that, that's just one use case. There are many other use cases like a cancer patient care, senior member care, right? So because the healthcare system is huge, and also they use, you know, the healthcare graph try to do more, you know, have the doctor to do more, you know, accurate, you know, diagnostics, right? More affordable treatment for the patient. So as this just one use cases, I never thought the graph can so fundamentally change everyday life of people, you know? So, you know, it's happening right now, right? We also have use cases in, uh, in power grid. In actual grid, right? They use type graph to optimize, you know, the, the you know, power supply. Yeah. So that that's also has a huge social impact. The audience members who listen to IT visionaries a lot know that I care very much about healthcare. It was one of the key things I wanted to study and learn about when I went to grad school at Emory. And that was really disappointing to hear when I got to school how just how siloed data really is. The data your health data is just basically <laughs> It's every time you go to a doctor's visit, that doctor won't talk to another doctor. There's like HIPAA compliance, all kinds of things that prevent a business from or a, a doctor or whoever is on the other side trying to help you from understanding what you've even gone through. Every doctor, every hospital, every every office has its own system. So if you're able to bring this together, I mean, think about all the, you know, I mean, a great portion of uh, improper care is actually just mis misdiagnosis, like not knowing that you already got a test, not knowing that you already got something that might disprove an outcome. So I can see that right out the gate of how powerful a system could be. If you're telling me it can be fully distributed, it can say like this is the relationship and build back a graph of like what I've gone through in regards to healthcare. And you said instantly, it can fundamentally transform how I receive care overall. Yeah. I can imagine you really studied hard in your in, in your, your college because what you said is exactly what the, the expert from UHG they told us. You know, <laughs> I I would I would love to say that I studied hard, but yeah, I did not. Uh, I did not do that great in school. But you know, here we are talking to people that clearly did. When you think about yourself, you know, one of the things that's unique about Tiger Graph specifically, and, and I'm really fascinated by it. You know, this company's four years old, but you're one of the few people that we've had on the show that is in a CEO role that it doesn't appear that you've, how much time have you spent leading people? Uh, you know, sometimes people have to go through a CEO president type role a couple of times before they, they figure it out. It doesn't look like you had that. You were mostly on the engineering side. How's that learning curve been for you leading people? Would you say it's a strength? Is, are you getting better? Like, how do you think, how, do, how would you rate yourself? Yeah, I, I think. Uh... But I have one advantage because the, the, the Tegograph is really a technology product driven company, right? Gotcha. We don't need to invent some new business model. We didn't need to invent some new application, right? Because the database business is really mature business, right? Yeah. You know, if you talk about sales, marketing, talk about, uh, you know, a price model, we don't need to do much innovation, right? Because we can learn from the best database company in the world, right? Even that, you know, we are different type of databases, but, you know, the model are the same. So yeah, I have yeah. the advantages, right? If we really do a good job building the best database product, then every, everything else can follow, right? So back to your question, I think uh, being CEO is really tough, especially 
you come from engineering background, so you know you you know engineers, you know typical yeah. engineers are shy, you know they're really nice, they don't want to you know you know have conflict, they 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 you know it's hard to you know make a tough decisions, right? So uh, it was not easy, uh, but I learned over the time and uh, also you know learn from other people, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know it's been. It's pretty fascinating. The, this company, when we first got approached, this idea of having Tiger Graph on the show, we read it, started reading about you. We were like, this is a super fascinating story. The, the the quick ascension, of course, any quick ascension story is always fundamentally very interesting. And the fact that it's engineer driven makes it even more so. Um, it, it, it it just goes to show like when the people talk about, um, well, I guess it's like uh, what Jeff Bezos used to does talk to talk about which is like focus on things that aren't going to change so people wanting faster better performing databases is never going to change there's no one's going to be happy no one in 10 years is going to be happy with their performance unless it's faster cheaper something right so you're entering a market i like that that concept of what you're doing of saying hey i'm going to bring my expertise to a market that i understand and then let my engineering and product shine dr shu it's been really fun having you on the show but before you go it is time for the lightning round. The lightning round is brought to us by Salesforce platform, the number one cloud platform for digital transformation of every experience. Dr. Shu, this is where we ask you questions outside of the realm of work so our audience can get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. When you were studying at UC San Diego, how much time did you spend at the beach? I wish I spent more time. No, I was at the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now I'm in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cold water, man. Yeah. When you were studying, did you ever think that you were going to run your own company or were you pretty happy thinking, hey, I'm going to be a database engineer? Uh, actually, my first ever job was in San Diego with a startup uh, funded by one of my PhD advisors. That was the first time I worked in full time. I worked with people from India, UK, Greece, Ukraine, Russia, and other countries. Flat flat structure. We worked really closely. You know, we have a big vision to change the world. So actually, from that time on, I, I decided, you know, I want to create my own company someday. That's awesome. So from the very beginning, you thought this is going to happen one day. Just not clear on what the product was until Parallel Graphs became the thing. Exactly. <laughs> what do you do for fun when you're, uh, when you're, when you're not working? Uh, I like to hiking. Yeah. Where do you like to hike? Um, Keep in the mountains or in the San Francisco Bay Area. There you go. When you are hiking, what do you think? Do you ever think about work or do you try to zone out and think about something else? One beautiful hiking that uh, actually help you to think clearly. So, <laughs> yeah, when I'm hiking, I still think about a lot of things you know, uh, related to work and businesses. What do you see for yourself in the next five years? What do you think is going to happen with Tiger Graph or yourself outside of Tiger Graph? We want to make a telegraph a bigger company, a big success, big success for everybody. And uh, I told the team, graph is the next bigger category, right? Graph, actually, we're going to make a new international query language called GQL. So that's the only second database language to be standardized by ISO after SQL. So we are on a, on a bigger thing, right? So we want to make sure graph database is going to become the first choice for applications, for developers. So we have a big vision. We have to work hard to deliver that. You are now the second. So I, I want to let you know that that is a big, hairy, audacious goal. I love it. So if you, if for those listening, uh, Dr. Shu is saying he wants to create his own language, GQL, 
graph query language. I want you to know that we've only had a handful of people on our show that have actually created a commercially viable language. Uh, the last person that was on our show was uh, David Heinemeyer Hansen. Uh, he created Ruby on Rails. So will we in the future meet other people that have built their businesses on GQL? Absolutely. Actually, I want to say GQL is going to be out actually in about one and a, one and a half year. So we are working, we are on the steering community, working with Oracle and other companies. So it's going to be international query language standard. In some way, we're making, you know, m- making the standard for the world, right? We're making huge impact for the world. So it's really exciting. Well, I'm going to tell my son that this is what he needs to focus on. He needs to, le- he needs to learn GQL. Forget all the other stuff. Just learn that. <laughs> that would be really excellent advice because that's, there are a lot of opportunities. And actually, GQL is re- go- really going to be, you know, very productive for a lot of data scientists, developers. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. Congratulations on success. Anytime I hear about a product-driven company ascend to what you've done in just four years, it's always impressive. For anyone that's not sure about Tiger Graph and wants to find out, you can check the show links below. It's also available at, if you go visit their website, Tiger Graph. It's spelled exactly how it should be, T-I-G-E-R-G-R-A-P-H.com, Tiger Graph. Dr. Shu, thanks for joining us today on IT Visionaries. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.